What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, November 1st. Had to double check. I've been saying October for 31 days. The great month of October is come and gone, and now the focus starts to be on the countdown at Thanksgiving, the countdown to Christmas, and all of the wonderful things that lie ahead with what's left of 2023 And why am I even more excited and animated than usual on this Wednesday afternoon? Well, if you saw my X feed from this morning, you would have seen yet another Slater's scoop. And this is the one that I've been waiting for and I couldn't wait any longer to tell all of you about it. If you don't have an X feed, formerly Twitter, I'm going to tell you exactly what I wrote this morning. I'll tell you right now. And I'm going to add a little bit more information to it solely for all of you in the audience. So here was my tweet. I'm still calling it a tweet. It started with Slater's scoop. Sports betting in Florida will begin on the Hard Rock Bet app within the next two to three weeks, sources tell me. The Seminole Tribe of Florida announced they'll be opening in-person sportsbooks and crabs and roulettes tables on December 7th. The mobile app will launch before then. That is word for word of what my tweet said this morning. Again, that is a Slater's scoop. Now, when reporters and writers, people from around the country see a Slater's scoop, they all go to the business, the company, the team, organization, whatever it is, and they say, wait a minute, I just saw Slater put this information out or they'll send a link to the tweet in an email. Is this true? So that's been happening all day. You've got publications who see what I tweeted, and they're asking for that info to be confirmed. The Seminole Tribe of Florida has been telling everybody, as they should, We have no further information other than what we released today. And what the Seminole Tribe of Florida released is that they're opening in-person sportsbooks, craps tables, roulette tables. We're opening those on December 7th, and that's all we've got for you today. That's all the information we have. So they're not going to confirm my Slater's scoop, and they're not going to deny it. They're... They control what they want to say, and rightfully so. They don't have to respond with a yes or no to my Slater's scoop. But you should by now believe me. What could come, because I see all the responses. What could come, what could happen where the app would not launch within the next two to three weeks. 
This isn't even a scenario that's been given to me. But, and I don't want to make a big deal out of this. If there's something unforeseen by a court and they say, you can't do this, and then the Seminoles listen to them, maybe that changes everything. But that would be completely unforeseen. And again, that's only that's not by a source of mine. I'm just in my head because the last couple of years has been so crazy. I'm just thinking that out loud. I didn't include it in my tweet because I haven't been told anything about that. It's just that I see all of these tweets over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, this uh, company, they're going to file this and they're going to file that at this point. In my opinion, I don't think the Seminoles care. That's just my opinion. Now, here is the little bit more of information from what I have been told that I will release now to all of you in the audience. I have not put this on the internet yet. You will get the Slater's scoop before anybody else. As my sources have told me, And as I tweeted, the app will launch within the next two to three weeks. I think it'll be closer to the two than the three, but two to three weeks. What I will add to that is this. From what I understand, when the app launches, it'll only be for, I'll say, certain people. It it won't be for everybody. From what I understand. Now, you might be thinking, oh, well, wait a minute. Am I not included here? I don't know this factually, but again, what I do believe is that it will be launched. Let's say you had an account before, I believe you'll be able to use it, and that's probably the majority of people. It may have something to do with being a member of the Unity which is the Hard Rock Loyalty Program. It may have something to do with that. I don't have the exact information. When I get it, I'll definitely let you know. But the detail that I can tell you is from what I understand, when it does launch in what I believe to be, and as I reported, uh, the next two to three weeks, probably more towards two weeks, I don't know, I cannot guarantee that it will be for everybody. I think it'll be the majority of you because you probably had an account or maybe you are a loyalty member with uh, Unity and the Hard Rock. But I'm pretty sure that's the way it's going to work. If it doesn't and it's open to every single person who downloads the app, great. But I think that's the way it's going to start. And again, I think the majority of you probably had an account when it first launched and then had to go away. So when I get more details, when I get an exact date of when that will launch, I will let you know the best I can do at this moment. I've got complete confidence in my sources. That's why... 
I put it out there. If I didn't have confidence, I, I wouldn't put a Slater's scoop on the internet. But I think it'll be closer to the two weeks than the three weeks. But I, I said two to three because I don't have an exact launch date yet. When I have that info, you guys will have it. And if I get that info outside of this show, within outside the hours of this show, your best bet, no pun intended, is to go to my X feed at Andy Slater. And I'll put all the information up there for everybody to enjoy. That's very exciting info. Sports wagering in Florida, we had it for a month. I told you it was coming very soon. Just listen to me. That's all you got to do. Listen, I, I know you're listening to me now. Some of you have been listening to me for almost 16 years. You're smart. You're very smart. People in the industry, they tune in to me. And I really do appreciate that. I feel like I give you an informative program here. I'm not here to just laugh. I am here to keep everybody entertained. But I, I like I like information. And I like solid information. I love breaking news. I, I love all of that. And I'm glad all of you love it too. So that was a very exciting start to the day. I'm here in Medellin right now. I'm doing the show from here. I'll be flying back to South Florida on uh, Friday, uh, late night on Friday. And then I've got other travel plans, and then my poker tournament is coming up next Tuesday. We'll talk more about that in a little while. There's a lot going on. I was having breakfast this morning when I started to find out about this. Two eggs over hard. Sometimes I like the yolk coming out, but not really. It gets a little messy. Three slices of bacon, some toast, and then this news, which was really exciting for me to post on my X feed. So I don't know about a lot of you. Today has been very productive for me. Maybe it hasn't been so productive for you. Halloween was last night. Some of you took the kids trick-or-treating. Maybe some of you went trick-or-treating yourself. Maybe you stuffed your face with candy, candy that you got, candy maybe that you bought and nobody took. Maybe you stole your kids' candy. A lot of people are tired today. Like the Monday after the Super Bowl, everybody's like, ugh. When it comes to South Florida news, though, I just gave you that big news with the Hard Rock and the sports betting, uh, the focus on this show is always South Florida. Whether it's South Florida wagering or South Florida sports, and that's what we do wager on. Here we turn the page to November, and the eyes of South Florida, they're looking at Frankfurt, Germany. The Dolphins, they're there. They completed their first practice, Sunday's gimmick game against the Chiefs. Just a few days away, the Chiefs are not there yet. They'll be going there very soon. So Dolphins fans are excited, and 
a good thing for Miami is they're not playing that game in Arrowhead. It's a Chiefs home game, but it's in Germany. On top of that, we got the Miami Heat back at home. They'll host the Brooklyn Nets this evening. They got the Washington Wizards in town on Friday. The Heat are 1-3 on the season so far, which is not exactly where they want to be, but that's where they are. The Florida Panthers, they're off until tomorrow night. We got the World Series. That could be ending tonight. The Rangers are up 3-1, to one, playing one more on the road. If they lose, they'll have game six and seven at home. That's in a series that not many people are watching. So what else have I got for you this hour? I've got a lot. I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins and what happened yesterday, or shall I say what didn't happen yesterday. But I can't discuss anything else until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. The NFL trade deadline has come and gone. What did the Miami Dolphins do on deadline day? Nothing. Which many times it'd be a cause of your fan base being fired up. How could you not want to improve the roster? Back in the day, nobody would really be angry because the NFL trade deadline didn't have a lot of activity. Sometimes it had zero activity. Now you see teams are using deadline day to make deals. The Miami Dolphins, they didn't make any deals. But in this case, I don't think Dolphins fans should be mad about anything. In this case, I think it's totally fine that the Miami Dolphins decided to do nothing at the deadline because I believe this Dolphins team, they are good enough to compete with anyone. I know some of you continue to say they haven't won any games against really good opponents. And you know what? You're right. It's true. It's a fact. They have a chance to do it this Sunday against the Chiefs in Germany. That's certainly an opportunity, but they haven't done it yet. Okay. They're 6-2. and two. You got to beat the teams that are on your schedule. You don't get to choose them, and the Dolphins have beaten six teams that are not that good. They've lost to two teams that are good. What it's going to happen against the Kansas City Chiefs? We'll find out early Sunday morning, or depending on where you're watching it, maybe you'll find out around 12.30 p.m. The real moves for the Miami Dolphins, they didn't have to be made at the trade deadline. Jalen Ramsey came back. The roster is getting healthier. They have guys out who are coming back, and I don't think they needed to do anything else. This Dolphins team has been really good this year. And we haven't seen their complete team just yet. We haven't seen what they really could be. We don't know what the Dolphins are going to be like in January. How could we? I know there are Dolphins fans who look at the offensive line and say, that's an area where we should have made a move. 
The other position's okay, but the O-line, we should have made a move. Well, Teron Armstead is going to be coming back. Hopefully, he'll remain healthy, but he's going to be back. Connor Williams, he'll be back at center. And when he's back, Eichenberg doesn't need to be there. So getting Armstead and Williams back, when the O-line is together again, those are major upgrades. And it's going to happen. So why go out and trade for a lineman? They've got the Chiefs this week, then they got a bye week. Those internal moves, getting players back, it's going to happen soon. And just for some perspective, the Dolphins' O-line was healthy when they faced Denver. That lean, mean, destroying machine of an offense that we saw against the Broncos, that is what the Dolphins could be when they are healthy. And remember that Denver game? That was the breakout game for Devon Achan. At some point, I would think right after the bye week, Devon Achan's going to be healthy and back again. Since he's been out, we've seen a distinctive drop-off in the performance of running backs, at least not named Raheem Mostert. Mostert's been good. He's got a great ability to get into the end zone. Jeff Wilson and Savan Ahmed, very meh. Not impressive so far. When Devon Achan comes back, now you're adding a dynamic playmaker to that offense that we haven't seen the past few games. You're adding so much more speed. Devon Achan is better than any player the Dolphins could have traded for yesterday or before the season started, like all the talk or the free agent signing with Dalvin Cook or maybe getting Jonathan Taylor. And then on the defensive side of the football, we still haven't seen Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey together. Same field, same time, same game. We haven't seen it. We're about to. And then the ripple effects of that, the different roles for Cater Kohu, Eli Apple, the vision that Chris Greer had for the Dolphins D, the plan that Vic Fangio put together. It's November, and we haven't seen it for one snap yet. And the Dolphins are 6-2. and two. That's part of what makes this season so impressive so far. And it's why I am completely cool with the Dolphins not doing anything and just sticking with what they have. Now, I do want to talk about what they've got coming up here against the Kansas City Chiefs. And also what happened overnight with another team in the AFC, that would be the Raiders. I mentioned the Raiders yesterday. I'm not going to pretend I'm a fake national show, but I want to compare what the Raiders just did to the hometown Miami Dolphins. And I'll do that in just a moment. What you guys should do is head on over tonight to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, where you'll be surrounded by gorgeous. At Dean's Gold, you will find beautiful women who come from all over the world. 
That is what makes Dean's Gold the ultimate gentleman's club better than any other gentleman's club in South Florida. They've got tons of televisions at Dean's Gold as well. So if you're thinking about watching, let's say, the baseball game tonight, but you want to have some fun at the same time, you will always be entertained. You will never be bored. You could have your own show during every commercial break between every half inning at Dean's Gold. You could go to Dean's Gold any day you want. They're open seven days a week from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. Only one building. It is the ultimate gentleman's club. Dean's Gold. What do the Miami Dolphins have to do with the Las Vegas Raiders? Yes, they're going to be playing each other in a couple of weeks. But you probably saw the news when you woke up this morning. I was talking about the Raiders yesterday, how I used to work for them. And I was comparing the two organizations, the Raiders and the Dolphins, and the differences. I didn't know that the Raiders would be cleaning house overnight. But think about something here, okay? Because what the Raiders just did, and I'm going to keep this local, trust me. What the Raiders just did is they took the guy who was shopping for the groceries and the guy who was preparing the meal, the general manager and the coach. The Raiders took both of them and said, you're out of here. Do not pass go. Do not collect. Well, actually, the Raiders owe several years on Josh McDaniel's contract, so he'll definitely be collecting more than you get in the Monopoly game. They dropped the hammer. Was it deserved? Probably so. Now the Raiders will have Antonio Pierce, former NFL linebacker, as their interim head coach. So they just decided we're going to nuke this whole thing, our OC, almost everybody. Let's just blow it up. Compare that to what we have with the Miami Dolphins. Doesn't it make you appreciate the combination of Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer? Whoever's doing the majority of the work, and I would probably say Mike McDaniel, when he came to the Dolphins organization, was asked by Stephen Ross and Greer, what do we need to make this team successful and to make you successful? And Mike McDaniel probably said, we need Tyreek, we need speed, because Tua's got to do this. Because remember, Chris Greer was there with Brian Flores, and Brian Flores was pulling Tua out of games. He had no confidence in him. Mike McDaniel's the one who instilled the confidence. So you look at that working combination. It took a long time to get to that combination for it, to actually work. I'm not saying the Dolphins are a perfect organization. I'm not saying all the moves they make and all the contracts that they hand out are really good. But as far as their acquisitions, as far as their togetherness now, they have not been this together and this good of a football team with a 
head coach and a GM in a long time. Remember how they would always rework the front office, the Tannenbaum days? They kept rotating all the time. They'd fire the GM, then they would fire the coach, then they would fire the GM. Chris Greer has been a constant as of late. They paired Mike McDaniel with him, and they found a good mix. Now you have consistency in the organization. That's only the second year, but I would say at 6-2, and two, the mix is working. Could it be better as far as contracts? Yes. Right now, the mix is working. What's had to be done, it was done, and now the Dolphins are excelling. It looks like the two of them work well together. Mike McDaniel, he knows what he wants to build, and Chris Greer is going out and getting what Mike McDaniel needs. And in the case of the trade deadline, Don't disrupt what we have. So it feels like for the first time in a long time, there's some harmony there. From my experience watching the Dolphins, it's way better to get rid of both at the same time, the head coach and the GM. They didn't do that with Chris Greer. They kept Chris Greer and just hired the coach. But they seem to be on the same page. It's not always not going to work out. In this case, it looks like it's working out. Consistency with the Miami Dolphins. Now, if we could only have some consistency with the Miami Hurricanes. I'm trying to find the big picture reason to care about the Miami Hurricanes game this weekend. Maybe you could help me find a reason to care about it. I'll get into the Canes in just a moment. What I really care about is my next poker tournament next Tuesday night at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament coming up Tuesday night, six days from now. It's November 7th. Cards in the air at 6 p.m., You could register until 9.30 p.m. You got plenty of time to get to the poker room at the Hard Rock and be part of my tournament. It'll cost you $250 to buy in, but there's a minimum of $20,000 that'll be in that prize pool. Last month, we had more than $30,000 in the end in the prize pool. We get to play cards together, hang out together, talk, have a good time. And if you get lucky and knock me out of my own tournament, I'm going to give you two seats on the glass to go see the Florida Panthers, courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. I hope to see you out there next Tuesday night. That's November 7th, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. 20 grand guaranteed in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. So I'm trying to find a reason to care about the Miami Hurricanes game coming up Saturday night. They play at NC State. Next week is hate week. It's rivalry week where the Canes will travel to Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles. The Dolphins are 6-2. The Canes are 6-2. The Super Bowl is definitely a possibility. 
and a realistic possibility for the Dolphins. The ACC crown for the Canes, is it a possibility? Sure, they're alive, but it's not realistic at this point. Ten wins still on the table, but very unlikely, still possible. But I'm just looking for the, like, here's why the Canes are going to go all out. They're going to ball out. I'm looking for that reason. Why are the Canes going to absolutely ball out? And the only thing I can come up with is why not continue to set a standard? Otherwise, like what else? Yeah, you're alive, but realistically you're not. This year, we're not going to see an ACC championship. The more wins this year, the better because you set the bar higher, which I do think is a great goal. I just think I would have felt a lot differently, and the Canes would definitely be in a different situation. I got to bring it up again. I got no choice. If Mario had just said, we need to take a knee. If the Canes take a knee and win that game against Georgia Tech, we're talking about a 7-1 and one Miami team. Who knows? Maybe even 8-0. No. Probably top 10, top 15. We'd be waiting for the FSU game next week saying, oh, this is a trap game going against uh, NC State. But they didn't take a knee. You might be saying, oh, stop bringing it up. It's just like I can't. It's coaching malpractice. And there's no reason Virginia should have pushed the University of Miami to overtime. But they got it done. They're 6-2. and two. They're not 7-1. and 7-1 and one was there, but they're 6-2. and two. And I guess the only thing for the Canes at this point, while, yes, mathematically they're still alive, is just let's try to set that standard much higher than where it's been over the last few seasons. The standard at Trajan Wealth is to get you going and help you out and plan either your early retirement or whatever life objectives you've got going on. You've got life goals. Maybe you need that push. You need somebody to help you out. Trajan Wealth, they could be the ones to do it. Call on Trajan Wealth. They're located locally in Palm Beach. They are there to help you with your financial goals. And don't wait. Start today because the earlier you get started, the better. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. You could also call them at 561-390-1000. Let Trajan Wealth start to help you today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, we've had a lot of exciting news, sports wagering coming to Florida. It's coming back. But then we have some news that's, I don't know, to me, sometimes it's exciting. Sometimes it's crazy. Driving on the roads in South Florida, every Wednesday we check in with Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant, uh, I don't know about you specifically, but the Florida Highway Patrol, you guys have had a busy week or so, huh? You got a lot going on. 
it's been busy it's been busy definitely uh, a lot of uh you know a lot of unique things going on out there andy but yeah it's definitely been a busy week so the first one i i want to bring up and there's so many things on my list i'm going to try to get to them all we know the story from a few weeks ago i put it out there on uh, twitter we talked about it on the show some female driving a look-alike Florida Highway Patrol car. Uh, there was somebody allegedly driving, Lieutenant, a look-alike Border Patrol car uh, recently, but instead of Border Patrol, it said Booty Patrol. <laughs> um, what happened there, Lieutenant, and is there really a Booty Patrol? Uh, maybe. I mean, not in an official government capacity. I don't think so. No, but maybe uh, there should might. be. <laughs> uh, so Andy, to touch on this, I mean, there's there's laws out there that prohibit the use of certain things. For example, the one that we arrested uh, 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 recently was the paint scheme that is prescribed solely to the Florida Highway Patrol uh, police vehicles. That black and tan color scheme. The law says you can't have that color, that paint scheme, that color scheme in your vehicle. If you do, it's a first degree misdemeanor. We've had a few of those. And then there's certain laws that say you can't utilize blue lights in your vehicle. Those are strictly reserved for law enforcement. Uh, and then, then that's what we get into now for the uh, booty patrol vehicle, let's say, if, you know, a lot of the police vehicles out there, they're, you're, they're all the same color. They're all basically white. Ours are the only ones that are that black and tan color. So the question is, when can we make a stop on a lookalike type vehicle? And it, you know, each each case is, is unique. Uh, this one obviously saying booty patrol, but I would say if it had the same, you know, uh, insignia on the side of it, the same exact maybe font or design or layout, then I would say it's, it's justifiable to stop that car to make sure they don't have the lighting they don't have the radio equipment, and they're not trying to take it further and impersonate an officer. Uh, and I think that's where the where the fine well, line is. What if they just stop people, lieutenant, um, and they hand out cards for Dean's Gold or something? No, no, that's the thing. You see, when you stop somebody, you're detaining them. You're 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 temporarily kind of taking their freedom away, and that's where the problem comes in. And that's why uh, that's why these laws are in place, Andy, to protect people from that, to protect motorists from 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 anybody trying to abuse uh, abuse their their power, so, even if it's not in a real capacity. But but in all seriousness, I mean, I, I was joking, but if somebody's <laughs> driving around with a car that says "Booty Patrol," as as I saw, well, not in person, but I I saw it on the internet, um, right. and, and they have some type of lights, and they try to pull you over and hand you over a card to maybe give you two free admissions to Dean's gold. That's well, illegal? It can, it, well, it came... No, no. You see, the, 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 the booty patrol sticker on the car is not illegal. Anybody can put that, you know, on their car. That's fine. It's just... It, it, I think this one in particular had the same font, the same insignia style, the same layout as mm -hmm. the Border Patrol vehicles. And you see, that's where the confusion come in, the same colors. And that's where you can confuse somebody into what they've, uh, you know, used to seeing or used to recognizing as a police vehicle like ours uh, or, or like, um, you know, any local PD. You recognize their cars and what they look like. And, and then now... You might not have the time to read it where it says instead of, you know, border patrol, this one said what it said. So uh, I think that's where the confusion comes in. And that's where we may need to, as law enforcement, take it a step further to really make sure that 
There's no other lighting or sirens or radio equipment in that car to to take it to the next level to impersonate. Lieutenant, I didn't see the person's name who was arrested, but did it happen to be Luther Campbell, Uncle Luke? <laughs> No. That would be that would be fitting, yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Uh, something else, I believe this also happened in the Tampa area. I was reading there was some traffic jam and a driver pulled a gun on a trooper. The trooper was off duty, but the mm-hmm. guy still got arrested. So how does that work, Lieutenant, where if you're not in your patrol car, you're off duty, are you still like able to say, hey, I'm I'm going to be able to charge you with something? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's he he did absolutely he did the exact thing that we we try to teach people or we try to educate people on. First of all, he's with his family. He's in an off-duty capacity, right? He's uh, finds himself as a victim to a road rage incident here in Polk County when there's, you know, traffic is, is crawling. People are agitated. It, it happens every single day. So now he finds himself on the other side of a gun uh, and he's now a victim. He doesn't try to retrieve his gun, which I'm sure he probably had his gun on him, even though he was off duty. So what is he going to do? Get himself into a gunfight here with his family? No, that's not the right thing. Avoid the confrontation. Back off. Call. 911 get the tag information if you can get the description of the driver and what did we do fhp followed up knocked on the guy's door we were able to identify him based on the trooper's information and he was arrested for several gun charges and several uh other charges can anybody do that though i mean i I understand what you're saying but like if i'm in the car i'm not an off-duty trooper i mean i've got you on the show every wednesday but that doesn't make me an off-duty trooper (laughs) and i call 911 and I say, hey, somebody just pointed a gun at me. Absolutely. You that's guys the are advice gonna... we give to everybody, Andy. That's what we tell that's what we tell your listeners all the time whenever there's a road rage incident. Well, I'm not a listener though. I just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I know I know you always say to avoid it. You know, if you have a gun, don't don't get into some gunfight. But right. based on what I'm telling you, based on what I'm telling the nine one one dispatcher, you guys mm-hmm. are gonna be able to make that arrest. Absolutely. If you're able to obtain that identifying information, like what the vehicle description, right, the license plate or or the tag number on that car, right? If you're able to get a description of the driver, because if once we have all that and we we're able to follow up and now look for this person that you have identified, then there's further steps that we take. But uh, in this case, they followed up. They went to the residence that was uh, registered to that vehicle, and they were able to positively identify that that was the driver and that was the subject at the time of the incident, and he was easily arrested. It, it takes the cooperation of a victim, number one, and being able to uh, have those things to identify, to make it a case, and to follow up on the investigation. Lieutenant, two more things uh, real quickly. I've seen a lot more high-speed chases happening in the state of Florida. Uh, Some of these uh, cars are crashing. Sometimes you guys are uh, doing the pit maneuver. Um, Why? I don't know. Is it all of a sudden? But why are we seeing such an increase in aggressiveness? I think what we're – it's not an increase in aggressiveness, Andy. I think what we're seeing was a – uh, it's it's a change in uh, or an attempt to change the the, uh, the the recent you know culture. I think uh, on the side of law enforcement, uh, I think law enforcement. I know FHP is taking a much more of an aggressive stance or a zero tolerance approach 
towards uh, these serious violations. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot more of these pursuits, these chases that are typically ending in crashes or in pit maneuvers. We're one of the few agencies that are allowed to do it, uh, Andy. And if it's the most efficient uh, way to get uh, somebody stopped without hurting others, then that's what we're going to do. Uh, and we have the backing of our uh, state government for that. And um, I, I think that's maybe why you're seeing it is because I think law enforcement has changed their stance as far as um, uh, the way that they're going to, uh, you know, address certain uh, crimes or, or violations. So is the is the goal of that, Lieutenant, so criminals see that and they're not like, hey, you know, I'm going to be able to get away and then they stop doing what they're trying to do? No, 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 no. The goal is public safety. The goal is increasing the safety of, of motorists for us. I mean, that's the goal, right? Uh, but uh, if it sends a message to, you know, not... Uh, run from law enforcement or to abide law enforcement or to respect law enforcement. I mean, then that, that comes with it. But our goal is to put uh, criminals accountable for their, you know, for their actions. And of course, to increase uh, public safety. One more thing, Lieutenant, uh, this is something cool that the Florida highway patrol does every year stuff, the charger. I'm a big advocate for it because I think Lieutenant, if people are bringing, what are they allowed to bring? You'll tell me, but if they're bringing, items to stuff the charger and they're going to a florida highway patrol station i mean hey i got all these toys or canned goods and maybe you you get some leniency <laughs> yeah uh you know non-perishable food items andy and we've talked about it several times um if somebody's bringing some stuff into the station uh and they do get stopped i mean hey it could help right you're you're you're, you're uh you're out here trying to do a good cause and and that's what we're trying to do as well. We, we set up uh, collection bins at uh, several uh, uh, of our state government partner offices. And then what we do is for the entire month of November, we collect these non-perishable uh, food items and we take them to the uh, local food bank, the Feeding South Florida Food Bank. And then they distribute it amongst uh, families that are in need during the holiday period. But uh, definitely, if anybody wants to do anything, they can bring it to our headquarters in Miami, our headquarters in, in Davie, our headquarters in Palm Beach. I mean, any any FHP office will have collection bins. It's a great thing that you guys do uh, every year. And I, I joke around a lot. You know, the show's uh, <laughs> about being entertaining. But at the same time, you know, I joke. But, hey, you guys have leniency. If you're going to donate a bunch of things for a good cause, that's uh, always something Nice. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. Thanks for all the info, uh, especially on the uh, booty patrol vehicle. <laughs> I will investigate that a little bit further. Don't worry about yes. it. I got you, okay? <laughs> Take care, Lieutenant. You got it. Thanks, Andy. All right. Every Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. See what happens. Sergeant Waisaki retires, and now we got booty patrol vehicles out there on the highway. I got to talk to Uncle Luke about that next Tuesday. All right, well, that's all the time I've got for this Wednesday afternoon. We will do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.